Hey guys, you're listening to the JK Experience, where we train leaders to live a life of exceptional impact, influence, and faith. Josh Kalinowski back at you, and it is, uh, James is back in the studio. Hello. I was going to say it's Feel Good Friday with James. It feels really good to be Friday. It I got to tell you that. That's that's for sure. And those of you that are um, that are watching us on, on YouTube, on our video, you know that it is also Miller Lite Friday. <laughs> so we are not endorsing this fantastic Pilsner of a beer. Uh, but it is one amazing beer. So uh, I'm, I'm enjoying it, man. And I know you're not uh, a drinker or very much of one, I should say. Very minimal. Uh, you're hydrating. I got the high-quality H2O. That. Dude, I did that. I hydrated the heck out of myself today. Good. And, uh, and, and I'm, it's Friday, man. It's Friday. It's towards the end. It's the end of the day. And it is, it is a, it's time for a beer. You know, I, I know, I know you talk about, you know, emptying the tank. Mm-hmm. This feels like one of those weeks where we just emptied the tank. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm ready. I mean, you said, Hey, let's, let's knock out a podcast. And initially I was like, Oh dude, I don't have a podcast in me, but I'm glad we're doing it because yeah. some of, some of the greatest conversations you and I have are right here in this podcast studio. Right. And we just haven't had a really good opportunity to catch up this week. So yeah, I got to tell you a quick story. Uh, yesterday I had to um, run up to our office up in Buffalo to drop off some things for an event that we got going on this weekend. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, uh, because of COVID and, and just even weather for us, we haven't been going up there nearly as much. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I really enjoyed is that windshield time. Part of it was just to kind of just clear my head, right? Um, but one of the things I loved doing when I was younger, I, I went to a junior college out in Iowa, and it was a, about a 12 and a half, 13-hour drive. Mm-hmm. And this is before Sirius radio. <laughs> this is before, you know, iPads, yeah. iPods, you name it. So I had a massive collection of CDs. Oh, sure. And I loved, I loved music. I yeah. absolutely loved music. And, uh, I would just get in these zones, man. And I would just play CD after CD, right? There, you know, no podcast, no nothing. Nope. I, and I wouldn't have been into it at that time anyways. Mm-hmm. And so as I was, uh, as I was coming back from, uh, from Buffalo yesterday, I had about a good hour trip. Um, I just started listening to some music and some older music, you sure. know, and talk about nostalgia, talk about taking me back to those memories of high school and college and in my twenties. And, uh, dude, it was, it was epic, man. It was so, so much fun. And, you know, I caught myself singing, of course, and, sure. and just getting in the moment and, uh, you got to do more of that, dude. I, I was super convinced I got to do more of that. Cause man, my spirit was feeling so good when I came home. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny that you mentioned that because, you know, there are we ha- we all have memories that are really really closely tied with with music, mm-hmm. right? And and those different those different eras of music that we have. And you know, we surround ourselves with a lot of people like that and it's funny because every once in a while we'll play some music on the on the Alexa machine back here. Mm-hmm. And it's funny everybody's tastes and every once in a while we'll have one of those leisurely afternoons uh-huh. and we'll start talking about music and memories will start coming up. And what we've realized is that people have crossed paths and they didn't realize it until they were listening to the music. Oh, and they're no like, way. oh, I was there that on that at that concert or yeah. I was there at that bar or whatever. Yeah. It's so much fun. So I, I love that. I love that you mentioned that. And I think that's something I need to do more of here right now because I've been listening to a lot, a lot of podcasts, a lot yeah. of audio books because Mandy and I do a lot of windshield time too. And yeah. But it's fun sometimes. I, as a matter of fact, I've quit listening to uh, any kind of podcast in the gym, hmm. um, because it just doesn't get me pumped up like music yeah. does. Yeah. I just can't believe you just said 
gym and pumped up at the same time. <laughs> now, listen, I, I mean, it's it's 6 a.m. You got to get motivated. Yeah. And, you know, as as motivating as some of these speakers are, it doesn't get you going like some like 90s hip hop, sure. right? Just getting the blood pumping. <laughs> 90s so, hip hop. <laughs> that's what I listen to here lately. It's 90s I know you hip hop. I hear you. It's Dr. Dre. It's Public Enemy. It's, I mean, <laughs> Snoop Dogg. And, uh, man, I got to tell you, I'll kick it up a couple notches on the treadmill yeah. when, when a good song comes on. Yeah. Says Wyoming James, the cowboy amongst cowboys, <laughs> listening to Dr. Dre, dude. L- listen, my, my tastes are probably as diverse as yours in music. Right. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't want to know my taste. Mine are, <laughs> mine are pathetic, dude. It's, it's bad. So um, Justin Bieber. <clears throat> yeah. There's no doubt about it. Yes, I will say that. I, I am a Bieber fan, man. I know it. Uh, yeah, it was good, though. So, yeah, one of the stories, I got to just, you know, real quick, one of the, the songs that came on. And so what I do is um, I'll just, you know, I'll go and I'll play a, a song or I've got a playlist. But then uh, every once in a while, I just let it randomly play whatever's in my library mm-hmm. or just plays, like, genres of music that might coincide with that automatically like, between Apple Play. Yeah. And uh, I happened to, uh, I don't know what I was, I was listening to Holland Oates. And, you know, that was super far back in the yeah. day, right? And their greatest hits. And and I love Hollywood. So they were mm-hmm. just great. Well, the next song that came back was Huey Lewis and the News and like the heart of rock and roll. Yeah. That was my first concert back in high school here uh, at the event center. Wow. And I just, it was like, oh my gosh. And it was so funny because I'm thinking to my boys, I'm like, do you know the first concert your dad went to, you know? And they're like, sure. who and why would you go there? Because they're into the rap and they're, sure. in, you know, like... Yeah, there's not, there's no way in heck I'm going to that concert, nor am I letting them go to that concert sure. either. <laughs> um, but it's like, man, you could go to Huey Lewis in the news, dude. I'd take you that any time of the week. So. That's funny. It's great. That's but no, that's good. I um I wasn't a big concert goer goer going growing yeah, up. Me neither. Um, but uh, I mean, I went to maybe one or two when I was yeah. young. But that's cool, and and it's neat that. Uh, you know that, like I said, that those memories of that music can really take us back to that time. Yeah. Absolutely, bud. I still remember Polo Cologne, man, because of those things. <laughs> Just slathering it on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. So uh, so one of the questions I had for you, I mean, if, if you don't mind, can we, can we yeah. kind of segue yeah, into the podcast? Do I don't mean to just drop that on you, but no, I um, love it. one of the things that's that's really crucial in the in the Kingsman world, and mm-hmm. I, know it's, I know it's in your book as well, mm-hmm. you talk about rebar, mm-hmm. right, and how yeah. important that is. Uh, first of all, I love the concept of rebar. I mean, yeah. I, like just overall, right? I mean, it's the, the structural integrity and all that. Yeah. But can we talk a little bit about that? Yeah, you bet. In fact, actually, we probably will focus a lot of this podcast now on that because it's such a big, uh, a big question about what rebar is in our life. Yeah. Um, you know, as as we were, as I was, as I was developing the book, and I was trying to articulate some of the things that I um, started to take ownership of in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of concepts that we go over, a lot of principles um, that uh, we we convey to, you know, if you really want to take, like, if you want to live an exceptional life, if you want to, you know, do something um, extraordinary, man, there's some sacrifices you got to make. And there's some things that you need to do in your, in your life with the disciplines and integrity moments and so forth. But it was amazing how, as I was developing this message through the book, this theme of rebar came to um, Colby and I as we were um, just kind of jamming one day, mm-hmm. and uh, and then we really started to develop it. And and once again, like you said, you know, if you think when you think of rebar, um, it's obviously 
it's it's an iron that goes into concrete. Yep. And the reason why you put that into concrete is because as strong as concrete is, it's movable, it's breakable. And 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 you know, just putting it on dirt, putting it on soil, something as simple as soil, something as light as dirt can actually crack something as heavy and as solid as as concrete. Sure. And so what do you what you do to protect the concrete is of course is you put rebar in it to give it that structural integrity, that strength. And um, it's such a perfect image because as uh, as human beings, as men and women, um, we all have a foundation in our life. Mm-hmm. You know, through the experiences, through the things that we read, through the things that we listen to. Speaking of listening to, yeah. you know, um, but we it all goes into our foundation. It goes into you know, who we are, the substance of what makes us us. And we know that our society is really, really struggling when it comes to a lot of things, integrity, faithfulness, fortitude, courage, Mm -hmm. to name a few. And as we go into the future, as we look at like how we want to live our life, rebar is a perfect portrayal of, how do we provide put strength back into our foundation? How do we how do we put that 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 integrity back into our foundation? And so uh, we outline a number of things uh, that you need to have pieces of rebar that you need to have in your foundation to have a successful life, a successful marriage, um, a successful business, mm-hmm. um, to be a successful parent, uh, to be a successful leader. Because here's what we know, and, and, and there's just numerous examples of this, is how many people do you know in your life that, man, they look like they had a really good foundation? You know, they had they, they were doing a lot of right things. They were successful politicians, mm-hmm. um, CEOs of businesses, uh, your know, neighbor, for that matter, friends. Mm-hmm. And you're going, man, they, they got their stuff together. Like, man, I'm really, that's, that's somebody that I can admire. And then the next thing you know, something in their life happens where you go, wow, I never saw that coming. Yeah. I would never have thought he was capable of doing that. I never thought she would, like, why would she do that, right? Mm -hmm. Those types of things happen, right? And we're constantly disappointed in our politicians. Yeah. You know, uh, because of the lack of having a solid foundation. And what happens is, they just didn't have the rebar. You know, when you put in those pieces, such as integrity, let's say, just the, just the name integrity, right? Uh, we talk about this in the book as well, too, about the difference between living in integrity and living with integrity. Mm-hmm. When, you ha- when you live with integrity, um, it's, you, it's very easy for you and I to have integrity in this podcast room. And you and I talk about this and say, hey, listen, man, we got to be faithful to our wives. We got to, that this is the things that we need to live by. And we can talk to everybody that's listening to this. And we can give example after example of why you need to be doing this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. But if we live with integrity, I could leave it here, go into that other room, and not live by it or with it. And so living in integrity says that it is a part of me no matter where I go. So whether I'm in this room or in that room or in that conversation or behind this wall, I have got integrity still living inside of me. And that's a piece of rebar. That's a, that is a foundational piece of rebar that we need to have in our lives because that's when when, when, when I'm going to cuss here, but when the shit hits the fan, when yeah. the, when the moment is 
apparent that you could go in one direction or the other, you know what direction to take. Yeah. You know what decision to make because you've already made it a thousand times and you have that integrity inside of you that says, no way, that's not an option. You know, that's not a choice that I can make because I've already made the decision that this is the man that I want to be, the husband I've committed to be. When I have that piece of rebar and I have made that a solid part of my foundation, it's really easy to do the right thing. Yeah, you know, I I like the parallel that you draw there, you know, as far as it being such a foundational piece and such an integral piece. Because, you know, like, I think it was, was it when we had Colin on the podcast, we we talked about that that percentage of professional athletes Mm -hmm. that achieve these great things and this great wealth. And then it all just, it's fleeting. Yeah. Right. And I, I feel like that this is this is one of those things where they didn't build the solid foundation yeah. before they had all the success yeah. and because of that they couldn't sustain it right yeah. and and it's not just it's not just professional sports people it's CEOs it's marriages it's interpersonal right. relationships so I, I love that parallel so I mean did you I mean was that was that intentional, I guess, is, is my question to you was, did you realize that after, you know, when, when you went through your big discovery, your, right. you know, your moment, your eye-opening moment, mm-hmm. did you go, man, I should have I spent more time building the, the structure? Yeah, one, absolutely. Um, I will tell you that, I, you know, when I say, when I say that you got to have rebar in, in your life in order to have a strong mm-hmm. foundation, I'm saying this because I lacked rebar in sure. my earlier years. I mean, I had great parents and I was brought up in an amazing household and I had that support. And I also had the structure that I knew better to make some of the decisions that I, that I did end up making. And I didn't have the pieces of rebar and the strength in my foundation to help me make the right decision. Sure. And I had to grow in that. I had to like, you know, once again, you know, so when, when, when we, let's go back to the foundation of a house or the foundation of concrete, um, you know, in order to, in order to fix that structure after it's crumbled or after it's separated, after it's heaved, you know, because of the, the, the challenges of, uh, of the, you know, dirt and, and, mm. and everything that comes on, you got to cut it out, Yeah. right? You cut that piece out, but then you put rebar back in. And that's what I end up having to do over my life from the age of 26 to the, you know, the next 13, 14 years is that I was cutting out these pieces of worthless concrete that had no solid foundation, a part of it. And I was putting back in the pieces of rebar that I needed to have in there in order to strengthen my foundation. Mm -hmm. And so, dude, I got cracks all over it. I got repair marks all over my foundation. And I still like... I still have to go and pay attention to that, right? Sure. I have to look at it and say, okay, is that gap getting too big right there? I mean, am I, am, did I miss a piece of rebar in that area of my life? And it's a constantly, it's constant improvement of adding those rebar pieces or patching those areas to say, okay, I'm, I'm not lacking in that anymore. I'm not going to lack in that in the future because I'm being very intentional with that piece. Great. So, so give us, give us some tips. Like if we're doing a self audit, if I want to know if, if my internal structure, my rebar right. is, is on point, or if it's solid enough, how do I, how do I get introspective and really start identifying places where I, where I need more structure and I need more of that support? Sure. Well, let's just, just talk about it. I mean, go back to, this is really the pl- practical application of the five foundations we talk about. All right. So if you just go back to faith, mm-hmm. family, fitness, finance, in your future, 
you really can do an audit in each and every one of those, okay. right? So let's just look at a, you know, let's just say family. Mm-hmm. Um, I can look back and say, okay, well, how am I really doing when it comes to the family part of my life? You know, how am I doing as a father? And, and in that, I'll obviously start asking myself the questions. All right, dude, like, how's my, how's my relationship with Caden uh, doing, you know? Um, when's the last time I got upset with them? When's the last time I encouraged them? When's the last time I was a dad, you know, and not just a father. Um, and I can, I can start doing that through every one of the examples of my children. And I will promise you this is that I'm pretty hard on myself going, man, I failed there. Man, I didn't show up in that area. And man, I, ah, I gotta, I gotta pay more attention to this. And I gotta, I gotta porn here, or I gotta be, once again, I gotta be more of a dad than a father. Right. Um, I was always a good father because I was a provider. Yeah. You know, I was, I, they knew that I loved them. Um, I was the disciplinarian. Um, I was going to teach them what it meant to be a good young man, a, Mm -hmm. a really good young woman. Right. But I didn't always do the best job of, and I still struggle being the best dad, getting down on my knees and playing with them. Yeah. Getting down on my knees and and, and tackling and tickling them and, and wrestling with them. Um, meeting them where they're at. I always tried to bring them to where I was at, mm-hmm. elevate them to where I am here and be a great leader. When in all actuality, some of the times, what once again, that was the most important thing I could do was to be where they were at and just be the dad that wanted to watch the silly movie with them. Mm-hmm. You know, Gracie loves it when dad just watches a movie with her. Maddie loves it when I get popcorn and, and we just sit and watch that. Or I play soccer with her, mm-hmm. right? Fathers don't always do that. Dads will always choose to do that. Sure. So when I look at myself audit, I, I have to look at those pieces and then I say, okay, what am I doing? Like, what is the piece of rebar that is missing in order for me to be that dad, right? And so then I obviously do the same thing with, with Kate. I look at how I am, how am I showing up as a, as a husband to her? Am I, am I living the promise that I made to her many years ago when we married yeah, <laughs> and, and, and being that, uh, husband that I promised her, that I promised her parents I would be, mm-hmm. that I'm the example to, uh, my children of like what my, when my daughters get to that age, you know, I want them to want to marry a guy like me. So sure. what kind of an example am I showing? Right. Um, when, you know, with my boys, I want them to be, I want, them to look at me and say, that's the kind of dad I want to be. That's the kind of, like, I want to be like you, dad, because I love how you love on me. I love how you guide me. And I love how you treat mom and you know, whatever the case. Am I living that out? And it's very easy. Once again, I think oftentimes we're very hard on ourselves collectively. You can find ways of improvement and you have to just look for those pieces of rebar that you really need to pay attention to in those areas. So when you're, when you're adding those pieces of rebar, you know, let, let's say you've identified, you know, some, some of those areas in, in the five F's that you go, man, I'm just, I'm, I'm a little short there. You know, is it something like, are you having discussions with like, say Kate and mm-hmm. say, Hey Kate, I realize I come up a little bit short here. I'm going to try to add this. I mean, that's something you're doing. Yeah. Without a doubt. I think, uh, you know, you've heard this uh, many, you've heard this many times, but this is the practical application of it is, um, you know, I, I go back to my board. You know, I go back to the people that I've given authority to in my life and say, okay, hey, listen, you know, this is an area that I really want to work on. And I, you know, I just, I need you to be a, holding me accountable. Um, I, I need you to, like, what would you, what's the advice that you could give me that I want to be better at this, right? I want to be better dad. And here's this challenge that I'm, I'm working with and why, why I feel like I'm, being, I'm coming up short as a dad. 
And I got great mentors. I got great people in my life that say, yeah, I'm with you, man. Let's, I'm going to go through this battle with you and I'm going to hold you accountable. But hey, here's some tools that you can do. Why don't you try doing this? You know, why don't you try reading to them this book every night? Just make that commitment to do that, right? Why don't you, um, why don't you just take Gracie on a date night or the girls on a, on a date night mm-hmm. one time? Like take them on an afternoon and do something that they want to do. I don't know all the answers. Sure. I don't know how to be the best dad because I've never been there before. So what I'm doing is going to fathers of men of children that are older now. Hey, what would you do differently? Yeah. Hey, what did you do that turned helped your kids turn out as great as they are? Right. Sure. And so I want to take their advice and I want to really implement those into my days now, so I don't have to live with that regret that oh man, I wish I'd have done this. Sure. I, I could have done this so much better. That's awesome. So, and, and again, the amount of humility that that takes, right. To ask for that, right. Like going to another father and going, Hey man, you know, without, you know, and you're, you're really kind of bearing your soul there going, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm at kind of a loss here. You know, you got any advice for me? That takes a lot. Well, and here's the thing. I heard this great, uh, I was listening to a podcast, a gentleman that I'm super excited to meet. Um, the, the guy's name is Robert Hamilton Owens. And I will tell you, he did a, he did a podcast with uh, Kerwin Way, and it was absolutely hands down one of the best ones I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. And I was taking just pages of notes because he just had some amazing one liners. Right? It was he he said it, he said something that was really powerful to me, and I'm so glad you brought this up because it reminded me of this quote. He says, "You know, strong men, powerful men, know who they are, so they can be humble." They can have humility in their life. Wow. They can admit when they don't know something because they are confident in who they are. It's the weak men that don't want to admit that they don't know. They have the hardest time when it comes to humility in their life. For sure. And I just thought that was absolutely amazing. And I I, I will tell you that, yes, as I look at my life, the reason why I can have that humility, the reason why I can, I'm constantly working on being humble in my life is because I'm confident in who I am. I'm confident in whose I am as well, mm-hmm. but I'm confident in who I am and what my mission to do is, my purpose, right? When I was weak back in the day, yeah. when I didn't know who I was, when I had lost who I was, man, it was really hard to be humble because humble means in my mind at that time meant even weaker. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to, I didn't want to portray that image at all. That's great. No. And what a wonderful quote, by the way. Right. Yes. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. He had so many, dude. I'm, I can't wait to be sharing some of these things there. And I'm not taking credit because that dude is, is, is awesome. So. Yeah, for sure. So one of the other things that I truly appreciate about this is, you know, from, even from the time that I first heard the concept of rebar, it's a constantly evolving thing. You know, it's, you're never done building this structure. You're always adding onto it and you're always adding rebar, yeah. always adding concrete. Yeah. So you have, you have any thoughts on that? Yeah. You know, I mean, once again, it's just that that's the, the strength of what rebar provides in your life because we're always, I mean, we're always building. Yeah. We're always building on our lives. We're always doing something different. We're always trying to improve ourselves, improve our lives, improve our wealth, um, improve our personal lives, relationships, and so forth. So if you think about it that way, is like, listen, if you're not paying attention to the foundation, if you're not really truly looking at the integrity of your foundation, the more weight you put on it, the more responsibility you put on it, 
it's going to have a tendency to crack it. It's going to have a tendency to push it down. It's going to have a tendency to destroy that foundation. So it is your job to make sure that your foundation is strong. When you put more responsibility on in your life, you have to pay attention to your foundation. Yeah. And we see this time and time again. When, when, and I just go back to men, but when men are elevated to high leadership roles, when they are elevated to big responsibilities, it's typically the lack of rebar. It's typically their foundation that cracks that breaks them. And we see this example time and time again. And I don't say it like, woe is them. Mm -hmm. I I don't say, I say this with complete humility, knowing that I'm very much aware of that. That's why I try to pay attention to it as much as I I can. And I stay, and I try to take care of my foundation because I know how flawed I am. Sure. I know the mistakes that I make on a regular basis that I, and sometimes I don't even intentionally do it, Yeah, you know? Um, and, uh, and so I know that I have to stay in that moment and constantly be working on myself. And I always start at the lowest point point. Mm-hmm. and in order to be on the lowest point, guess what? You got to be on your knees. Yeah. Yeah. That is so true. And Josh, I, I think I have to leave it there, man. I, I don't know that you can expound on it any more than that. Me neither. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. No, I've, that was fun, man. That was, uh, I, I kind of, when you said rebar, I'm like, okay, this could be the entire podcast here. So for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is, and it's a, it's a great subject. And, and here's what I hope. I hope that we can do more on this. Yeah. You know, I, I hope that, I mean, because I know that analogy is like three miles deep. So again, so hopefully you guys can take something away from this yeah. and, and implement it, do that self audit, right? Yeah. Do that self audit and see, you know, just see where you're lacking in your foundation and add to it constantly. Yeah. A little sneak peek. I will tell you, um, I think book number two is going to have rebar as one of the main themes there, if not the theme. Wow. So I'm super excited about that. Love it. Yep. All right, buddy. Good. Yeah, we're great. All right. I think the weekend is starting for us right now, but when you listen to this, it probably won't. So hope you guys have a fantastic weekend. As always, we appreciate you. We know that if this uh, episode meant something to you, we would love for you to pass it on to those in your life. Take care. <laughs>